Hey. We are back in a car. We're back in a car. It's exciting. Also, steaming up the windows. Ooh, yeah, getting steamy. <laughs> um, we are super out of order and so discombobulated. We're not one episode out of order. Let's <laughs> not use the word super. We are super out of order. Um, so we're, we wanted. I wanted to talk about New York. Right. Um, and I, we didn't for last week's episode. Yeah. Um, but it was spicy all on its own, so okay. I didn't need anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, New York was amazing, and it was super cool because. Um, so I think what I talked about is like uh, Thanksgiving last year. Uh, there was like a palpable energy that I didn't know what it was, right, and it was right, like right, right. this sort of sex community, um, and so. I didn't really get to talk to anybody about it this year, and the energy wasn't quite the same. Um, but I did. My other cousin, who I love and who's been on the podcast, is a part of this House of Olive, which is an art collective. And a lot of them are performers, and they do burlesque and um, different different art acts. And, um, and so I got to see this, like, queer burlesque scene in New York City and like the queer burlesque sort of um or at least where they go out at night and like this just this different side of New York City that I had never seen before um and it was very funny because I went to Suzanne Barch uh her show called Barch's Follies which is at the McKittrick Hotel um which was a I thought was a burlesque show and she's very famous she has a a Netflix documentary and she really like pioneered burlesque in New York City and sort of created what it is now um and she's super fucking hot and she's 69 years old and her body is like rocking that's awesome um but so I went to the show and my cousins can come but my aunt and uncle came and uh I thought it was just burlesque but it, it ended up being just like a lot of really interesting art pieces and 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 different performances that ended in like full nudity that's cool everybody was just full nude and it was the first time I had actually seen a person with um beautiful tits and a penis and you know it was amazing so it was like all these really cool new experiences that like I I, I just feel like LA doesn't offer or I haven't been privy to Um, I'm sure there's things like that here but I do think New York is probably like the epicenter of it's like a yeah different it's just a different vibe and it was also cool because like we had the Hell's Bells on to talk about burlesque Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles and their experience and this type of burlesque was 100% different. Mm-hmm. And the community in New York City, at least the one that I got to be privy to and, and witness, was totally different and amazing in a totally different way. Um, and so that was cool, and I, I hope that they're going to come on because, um, yeah, it's just a different type of the art form, and it's a different um, inlet. And New York City just lends itself to a different type of audience, I think, and interaction, and the city is just different and gritty and, you know. So you move in there? No. <laughs> okay. It was the first time sure. I came back from a vacation being like, oh, I'm glad I'm in L.A. Oh, wow. I can see the trees yeah. and I can see the grass and the sky yeah. and I don't feel like there's like this like hustle in New York all the time. And like, sure. you know, when you go out, you have to like put on all of your 17 layers and then have everything on your back. And it takes an hour to get anywhere if you don't live, you know, in the city. Like if I was rich, sure. Yeah. But all right. Well, once once this podcast money starts rolling, yeah, yeah. When we start, we'll we'll move it up there. All right. Um, I talked a lot. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, (laughs) not as exciting (laughs) as that. Uh, friendsgivings. Um, lots of drinking. Yeah. 
you know, all that kind of what stuff. What it should be. Yeah, what it should be. I did go to, uh, in, in the vein of what you said, I went to Jumbo's Clown Room this past <gasps> weekend for Fun! the first time. I've never um, been there. Yeah, I feel like you would love it. Yeah. Like, I think we should go at some point. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Um, well, today we have Cassie Keat on, who I am thrilled to have here. She is one of the funniest people I think I've ever met in my entire life. Super funny. Um, she is so delightful, and I, I had the pleasure of getting closer with her this year um, and learning her story. And, um, yeah, I think just it's so great and she's so open and vulnerable and we talk about like the idea of virginity and even the word virgin and the concept of what it means and um waiting to have sex until you know you're in your 30s and like what that looks like in her upbringing and i just i just love the crap out of her enjoy i'm feeling yummy head to toe you see me Yay! Welcome to Friday, my yum. <laughs> uh, we have Cassie Keat here today. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited. You are an actor, writer, sandwich enthusiast. So they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, soon to be crockpot owner. I think that is the sign of an adulthood. Uh, I I will know that I have found success when I have a washer and dryer in unit oh, whoa. Oh, wow. and a crock pot. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means is really not like the other. <laughs> well, okay. If, if I own a crock pot, it means that I like took the time to go to the grocery store <laughs> and find meat <laughs> and sauce. Sauce, right? And vegetables. And vegetables. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like. Baby steps. <laughs> Oh, you open you my crock pot and it's yeah. just like brisket and ranch dressing. <laughs> That's not how you do it, Cassie. <laughs> I would be interested to see how that would taste, though. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. And I just throw it into the laundry. Like, <laughs> Cassie, yeah. no, the success has gone to your head. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is a fun house. Um, well, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, we, yeah, let's just dive right in. Where are let's you from? Do it. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. I lived there until I was 15, and then I moved to Gulf Breeze, Florida. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, which is an, it's a one-road town. <laughs> it, I don't even know what that means. Like, there's literally it, one, one. There is one road. Uh, it's called Highway 98. It actually goes through most of the United States. Oh, cool. But specifically to get into Gulf Breeze, <laughs> uh, you can only take a three-mile bridge over the ocean from Pensacola into Gulf Breeze, and it's Highway 98. So when there is a bank robbery, uh, they shut down Florida <laughs> <laughs> because you couldn't get in. <laughs> we were trapped. <laughs> How often is there a bank robbery? <laughs> um, there, it was just that one, but, but it was memorable. And you're like, oh, oh, what bank's been robbed? And, and I walked through it because I had drama rehearsal. So I was like, don't mind me. 17-year-old kid walking through an active bank robbery situation. I got to go to drama. It's like, I'm sorry if I'm late. I get in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then do you live in Gulf Breeze through most of your... Yeah, I okay. lived there through all of high school. Uh, and then I got 
a scholarship to stay in Florida. Okay. They were like, please stay. <laughs> someone. We don't like to lose someone people. Someone should stay. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I stuck around there, and then my whole family moved back to Arkansas, and I was like, off to California I go. See ya. Um, cool. So what was your first interaction with sex and sexuality, and, like, what was the sort of – because you have – multiple siblings i yes i'm the youngest of four okay but my oldest my oldest brother is 12 years older than me that's a lot and my sister is 10 years older than me okay so like i grew up around hot people (laughs) like i was really little just looking at my oldest brother and being like his friends are crazy hot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I watched Little Women really young, and I was like, yes, I am Amy. I'm going to find my Lori. Not Mr. Bear. Fuck Mr. Bear. I just want to, like, make out with one of my brother's friends. Okay. So, but, you know, I was a child, so they, of course, <laughs> weren't looking at me like anything other than, like, oh, look at this weird Little kid red. who's just <laughs> staring at me. I would just be like... Hey, Richie. <laughs> it was pretty intense. <laughs> I actually came, like, I was a flirty, horny child. Okay. From the get. Yeah. What like, my, that mean? my mom still tells the story, just not fully understanding, like, what it means. I came down the stairs and I was wearing a dress. How old were you? I probably five or six. Okay. <laughs> and I was wearing this dress and it was totally unzipped. And I, like, walked down because I heard Richie, <laughs> like, talking. It's a good name. Richie. Richie. And I came down, and I went, Richie, Richie, will you zip me up? <laughs> <laughs> and my brother, Tommy, was horrified. It was like, oh, God, Cassie, get out of here. And I looked at him, and my mom said, the voice of the devil came out of me. And I just went, like, you shut up, Tommy. <laughs> So angry. And then looked back at Richie and was like, Richie. (laughs) So, yeah, I was horny, horny from a young age. As long as I've been alive, I've been thirsty. (laughs) So. Um, So was sex talked about in your house or like did you talk about it with your siblings? Because were they sexually active? Um, your parents are together? Yes. Okay. My parents are still together. Uh, <laughs> w- because I grew up in Arkansas, that's, you know, it's deep south, very conservative. So if sex was talked about, it was like the words before it were don't have. And then <laughs> the end of the sentence was sex. <laughs> um, don't have it. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, unless you're married. And I'm like. But how do you get to the married part? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I got, I was always so confused by that. Um, and I went to a church that I think is like, uh, you know, when so, I think they had really good intentions and it just went you, like the Stanford prison exper- experiment, <laughs> you know, where they're like, okay. Let's give the power to children and see what they do. Because they were college students that were testing each other. Oh. Right? Okay. 
Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and it was like some were wardens and some were prisoners. And even though they knew it was an experiment, they had to shut it down after a couple of days because people lost their minds. Their minds. Yeah. That's kind of what happened at the church that I, I grew up in. It was called Fellowship, uh, but was the opposite of that. <laughs> um, all of our like youth leaders, it was very clicky, but also very like sex negative and oh. a very sex negative. And I remember this one time. Because uh, I I was I knew myself from a pretty young age. It was like, no, like, I'm definitely going to have sex before I'm married. And I just knew. <laughs> sure. Uh, which is hilarious, considering what we're going to talk about later. Yeah. But, like, I was like, no, I'm not going to hold myself back like that. <laughs> but, yeah, that doesn't seem fair. And there was, um, we were at church one day, and they're like, now everyone get in a circle. And they split us up into boys and girls. And in the circle I was in, they were like, no, we're going to go around the circle and we're each going to say out loud how far we're going to go before marriage. What? I know. And what? I and I was like, how, wait, how old are you? Uh, I was probably 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, I think, 12. And I was, I just felt like, oh, no, I felt so <laughs> gross inside. And so people are going around the circle and I'm I'm a pretty honest person. Like I some to my detriment, I'll just be like honesty. Yeah. So it's going around the circle and it's someone being like, I'm only going to hold hands until I'm married. And then the next person's <laughs> like, Perhaps I shall only kiss once on my wedding day. And it's getting closer to me and in my head I'm like, I definitely know I'm gonna get blowjobs. <laughs> I I don't know what to do, and I don't know what to say because if I say, if did I'm you know honest, what a besides bar? Did you know what a blowjob was at that point? Yes and no. Okay, it's like I understood the concept of what it was, but I was like, I mean, I'm definitely gonna do stuff. Sure, I'm gonna do. Yeah, stuff. I'm gonna bump genitals in some way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna have sex, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna. But oh no, if I tell. The truth. Right, you'll get like I'll get I don't even know like, what the kicked out. I, oh. And I was like, Oh no. So it was getting to me and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom <laughs> And they were like, What well but Cassie, you're gonna miss your turn. I was like, oh, okay, sorry, I can't wait and I just ran and I hid in the bathroom for like fifteen minutes. It was like, That's probably enough. And I walked out and they and they moved on to like so you didn't have so, to say. I didn't have to say. I ran away. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just keep this tucked deep inside my heart. <laughs> Did they? Okay, that's fascinating. It's fucked. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so do you think that that. Okay, so what are. what As you kept going then, like, what mm. were your. Do you still have the feeling of, like, I'm going to experiment however I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. Or did. Yes. Th was there some kind of seed that was left of, like. I shouldn't do this. Yes. It, it was both. Yeah. It was like an interest and a fascination and an acceptance of my own desires. Or, well, a confusion and, a, and an sure, acceptance sure. of my own <laughs> desires. Just like, what's going on here? Right. But also just being told, like, so many times, this is not good. Mm. And you shouldn't do it. And so... You start to associate pleasure with shame. Yeah. And 
like it gets weird it gets really weird yeah because yeah it's it's conditioning yeah it's fucked up man did so i mean were your siblings did your siblings talk about sex like were they sexually active at all like do you know or was that just not a conversation no just because they were so much older than me right whatever they were doing i i didn't know about because i you know my oldest brother went to college when i was six right and what's the closest sibling to you? How old are you? Two and a half years. Okay. So he, he was also feeling like he was part of the church I was a part was, of. Did, yeah, I was going to ask, did mm-hmm. all of your siblings go through this fellowship? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we all went to Fellowship Bible Church, and I think it fucked us all up a little bit. But um, <laughs> But yeah, my brother was one of the youth leaders, or he wanted to be one of the youth leaders. Because all of his friends were. And, you know, they all went to school together. And the school was separate from the church, which is the weird thing. But they were across the street from each other. Oh, okay. So, like, if you went to Pulaski Academy, because I went to, like, a fancy (laughs) prep school (laughs) in Little Rock. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. Ah. If you went to PA, then you went to fellowship. You just did. And so was your family religious too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my mom uh, volunteers at church. Okay. Constantly. And they, they go every week. I still go to church. I volunteered today. Oh. Yeah. That's, it's this whole, but I found a church that's mostly gay people. Oh. It's Hollywood United Methodist. And they're just like, we're drunk and gay. <laughs> and no, everyone hates us. <laughs> And we just want to hang out in this big, beautiful church. And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. So I've been volunteering there at least once a month for it'll almost eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So was there an evolution then of finding religion in a way that yeah. supported yeah. how you feel? Like I kind of had to break away from religion for a while just because of how fucked up some stuff was. Yeah. Like, but also... Like, I I saw the uh, the weird double standard that they had for people. Like, there's this kid that everyone talked about, like, how, oh, he's an upstanding pillar of the community. He's great. Be more like him. And then he was at my house, was in drinking with a bunch of other of my brother's friends, and he molested my friend. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I saw it, and I was like, this is an upstanding pillar of the community, and he molested my friend. Yeah. And I didn't go back to church for years. I was just like, no, thanks. You guys are evil. I don't think God exists. Ha <laughs> ha. Bye. Sure. But in the end, I was like, okay, fine. God exists, but I hate him. <laughs> and then I was like, fine. I don't hate you. I just think you're dumb. And eventually... I found my my own way back into it. Yeah. And it was on my terms and it was my beliefs. And I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense to me. But like I went to <laughs> I went to a summer camp. Oh God. Did you guys ever go to summer camp? Yeah. Okay. Uh not sleepaway camp. I was too neurotic and terrified of That's leaving fair. my mom. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So which of these things were at your sleepaway <laughs> camp. Like, did you have, like, go-karts? No. 
Okay. We had go-karts. Okay. Did you have like archery? Yeah. I had okay. archery. So you had archery. Did you guys have a live crucifixion <laughs> on the final <laughs> night of camp? Uh, it's, it was a while back. <laughs> so I'm trying to recall. A crucifixion I don't think of so, what? Though. A counselor. <laughs> oh, like a, a reenactment or they really killed they- <laughs> Okay, the first time I went to this camp, I didn't know that it ended, like, the final night ended with the crucifixion, so part of me was like, I think they murdered. I think they murdered my arts and crafts counselor. (laughs) They do a full reenactment, and, like, you go and you sit on this big hill, and then they start this really intense music. <laughs> and then you just hear like, oh, oh. oh my and, God. And you look down and they're like pointing flashlights or like big lights at the weeping women as like your counselor carries up across all the way up this big ass hill. It's a long trek. And there's like your go-kart counselor has a whip. <laughs> And it's like, what crack, whip crack. And everyone's like, oh. And then they do then like get him all the way up. And at this point, you're like deeply traumatized. <laughs> and it only gets worse because they do the whole nailing the hand thing. So they have this hammer and his hand is nowhere near it. But you can't tell that. Um, there's just like a metal plate on each side of the cross uh-huh. and they nail it and your counselor is screaming in agony in agony and then they pop him up and he's like oh god why have you forsaken me and we're just on the hill like oh oh, oh god and then you know it is finished and he <laughs> dies and then they take him off and they like drag him off and then the head of the camp would walk out and go, <laughs> like, we're all, like, shitting our pants. Oh, of course. So I am right up, now. Just, like, sobbing. And he walks out and he's like, no, I want you to think real hard. And I only want you. <laughs> it's like, I only want you to raise your hand if you really mean it. But how many of you out there want to rededicate your life to Christ? <laughs> And like 300 terrified children are like, oh, and all of her hands shoot up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And we all rededicate our lives to Christ. And then you like walk back to your bunk <laughs> and go to bed. And your parents pick you up the next day and they're like, how to go? And I'm like, oh. I don't know if I told my parents that there was a live crucifixion. Until, like, years later. What did they say? I'm not sure. I think I eventually, I brought it up as an adult to my mom. was like, yeah, I mean, I got so many weird looks at a party when I talked about the crucifixion at camp. And she's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, they crucify someone at the last night of camp. And she just went, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, oh, maybe my mom didn't know. I'm not sure. They don't put that in the pamphlet. Probably not. Jesus Christ. Literally. It was so much, like, other than that, oh, wow, it's such a fun camp. (laughs) (laughs) And a great time. And then they savagely murder. (laughs) This is a small detail, but I can't not ask it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Bible, there were three people that were crucified. 
Were there two like extras? No. <laughs> okay, there were no extras. Uh, I just feel like attention to detail is important. That's and fair. They they probably <laughs> were like, just one is enough. Yeah. One's enough to just seal the deal. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. It, w- it wouldn't make so me raise my funny. hand is all I'm saying. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's even, a lot. Uh, that's a lot. Okay. So, so, <laughs> wow. So basically, my <laughs> my relationship to sexuality <laughs> has been Thank you. very complicated. Um, a lot of weird stuff. The first time I asked my mom about sex was actually part of like an Ocean's Eleven style, <laughs> like ruse, because my brother had a massive addiction to coca-cola <laughs> and he'd have like 14 cans a day and just be like is like a feral child and my mom and dad were like no more coke today you've had enough <laughs> and he was like crying he's like i just want one more and i felt so bad for him that i was like i know i will distract mom <laughs> I'll make sure that she's sitting with her back to the pantry and then I will distract her so you can steal a Coke. (laughs) And he was like, okay, let's do it. And so I was like, hey, mom. And I made sure to sit so that she had to sit with Mm -hmm. her back to the door and was like, will you tell me about sex? And she was like, sure. (laughs) And she sat down, and then I just totally wasn't paying attention because I was just watching my brother, like, army crawl (laughs) his way to the pantry, like, gonna get it, gonna get it. And we got away with it. And you don't remember anything she said? Well, I know that she she had said, like, penis goes into vagina (laughs) and something about wait until married. And I was like, cool. All the the bases covered. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, so le- so you haven't had sex yet, right? No, uh, and ha- you are <laughs> Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I have to wonder what people listening to this are like. Wow, we've <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a lot happening in this podcast, but no. Okay, no, I have not had sex. I'm thirty two okay, as we- of. Can this we define week. it though? You, <laughs> happy birthday! I have not had. You haven't had penetrative penetrative sex. intercourse. But have you done everything else? Um, I haven't had a guy go down on me. Okay, I've had offers, <laughs> and then I've been like, I'm good. <laughs> it's just so like. <laughs> I I know eventually I'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah. But I think I that to me seems almost more intimate than sex. It is just because like it is intimate. Yeah. right, uh-huh. yeah. Like they're down there, and it's your smells and your tastes and like yeah, the angle of your body. Yeah, like they're just looking up at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a guy really try, and I was just like, bruh. <laughs> Let me I mean, he, he just kept being like, I'm really good at it. Come on, just let me really go out on. Yeah. And I, did I? I might have, I might have let him try. <laughs> and then I think I just sort of left my body. <laughs> I just was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Which I think part, like, 
the first several times that I was like, all right, I'm going to get frisky and weird, I would freeze up. Mm. And I think some of it is related to that, how I was raised and like the shame and the fear associated with it. And then other stuff is just like past experiences with like shitty dudes. Right. And like the moment where I'm like, okay, just chill, have fun. And then I'm like, and the hand's going south. And then my body goes, and I would like, they called it planking. I called it playing. <laughs> <laughs> the they is I. <laughs> but yeah, I would like freeze and just uh, disassociate. Yeah. And then um, that's really startling <laughs> for dudes. <laughs> like, like they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then they look up and they're they're like about to go down on a corpse. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so. Okay, so I'd love to talk about um, sort of the journey to get to now. Like, mm-hmm. have, have you – I got into a lot of situations before I actually had sex. So I had sex at 23, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really do much before then. Like, I right. think I gave a um, – I think maybe I gave, like, a hand job where I got fingered, like, in college, but it was never mm-hmm. something I wanted. Sure. Like, I was always just sort of there, and I just, like, wanted to be loved and... <laughs> totally. Like, <laughs> cuddled, and, like, that wasn't a part of their plan. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so... But but moving out here, I remember, like, the first time I gave... Because he- I was terrified of penises, mm. and you are not, correct? Not really. I... At this point, everything... <laughs> it's kind of... Just looking at things and being like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, like super horny kid started masturbating crazy young. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering. So, okay. But did you have shame about masturbation then? I did. Mm -hmm. But I liked it so much that I was (laughs) like, I'm willing to give myself a pass for this. (laughs) (laughs) Which is cool because I had so much shame around really it. yeah and I would still do it but I like wouldn't talk about it and I mm-hmm. remember even other women who are my friends would talk about it and right. I would never acknowledge it because I was like oh this is something I'm not supposed to be doing right I'm not supposed to be sexual like right. because I had and I'm curious if like what what your sort of idea around it is because like the reason I waited I think so long was because I decided it had to be fireworks Right. And it had to be this like huge, big moment that was like, like, uh, and we can talk about the word virginity, but that word mm-hmm. was supposed to mean something where like right. the next second after you've done it is like life altering. Yeah. You're totally changed. It like, like you're going to look in the mirror and your eyes will be a different <laughs> color. Yeah. And like, everyone will know like yeah. she's lost. She's lost virginity. it. Like, yeah. Like, because, you know, they used to do that. They pull out the, the sheet yeah. with the, the broken yeah, hymen, the blood mm-hmm. kind of bullshit. Yeah. And so I, I was subscribed to this like Disney romance idea of like mm-hmm. you're supposed to be courted. You're supposed to be wooed. And I never was courted or wooed in the way that I wanted to be. I never liked the person enough. And so I was like, well, then I'm not going to have sex because it's not perfect. Right. And it's not in the way that I've been told it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like, I, I mean, have you been like, have you had opportunities and it, you're just like, it's not right or I don't want to or like, is there a, a, some kind of pedestal that you've put it on or it's just it's 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 sort of a mixture mm-hmm. of a lot of that. But um, 
like I was told it has to be perfect and right. And I was like, okay, so there's that. I don't fully believe that. Mm -hmm. But okay, that's in my brain. And then, um, you know, I started high school and some of my friends were having sex. Most of my friends were not. But yeah, some of them were. Too. Like half and half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like they're having sex in these crazy relationships. And I was like, well, that doesn't really interest me. Mm -hmm. Because there was no one. I like I didn't like most of the people in Gulf Breeze. <laughs> I did not. I liked my friends. Yeah. And we were all just nerdy, nerdy <laughs> drama kids. Yeah. And like <laughs> fucked up and dis, you know, we're just like, no one understands. <laughs> So I was like, sure. okay, it's definitely not going to happen in high school. And I was like, that's fine. And I had no worries. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll probably have sex in college. Yeah. And then I get to college and I'm in the drama department. <laughs> right. And it's like, I didn't become less of a nerd when I <laughs> went to college. I got slightly cooler, more confident. Mm hmm but I was still just like an incredibly awkward person. But now there are no straight men. <laughs> and like the straight guys, I think there were like five or six. They were either the biggest nerds you've ever met or they were like up to their eyes in pussy. <laughs> Just, I was like, nah, I'm not really going to compete with that. <laughs> sure. So I'll just have sex after college. Oh, interesting. Okay, so right. you, like, made these decisions. But kind of. I yeah. was like, eh, it's just not really going to happen. Like, I, 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 like, fell in love with this guy in college. Mm -hmm. And he, he treated me like his girlfriend, despite the fact that he had a girlfriend. I was, like, his sister girlfriend. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but I was like, one of these days, he's going to look over and realize that he is in love with me. I like did some of his homework. <laughs> like we we were friends. We we still are friends. We don't see each other very often. But I was like in alert. Yeah. And uh, and then that didn't happen. So I was like, shoot. I guess I really gotta start looking again. And then I was living in LA, and it was like, oh no. Oh no. There's so many people here, but most of them are trash bags. <laughs> and I didn't really know where to start because a lot of my friends who are married now met their person in college. Mm -hmm. And so they all sort of paired up. And I was like, oh, whoops. I didn't. I, I thought I found my pair in college and then I was wrong. I was like, oh, OK oh no so I'm looking around I was like well not a whole lot for me to do but focus on my career <laughs> so, right. so I just that became my focus and that always just felt better to me than you know I, I would have friends be like you should just go try to meet people I'm like or I could work on this screenplay and then reap actual benefits and rewards instead of just, like, sadness and heartbreak. Right. So, I mean, did it – so it's interesting because, like, well, getting out of a relationship, I had the same mm -hmm. feeling of, like, oh, fuck, 
there's so many people and I also feel like overwhelmed. But specifically before I had sex too, I was so acutely aware that Mm -hmm. this was something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do a one night stand. I wanted it to be somebody that I really like enjoyed. And so it felt more pressure than I feel now. right? Right. Where it's like I have to make a really good choice. Right. (laughs) Does that resonate at all? Like... When I was in middle school, it was like, okay, I'm going to have sex with the person that I'm going to marry. Right. It probably will be before we get married, though. Right. And then in high school, it was like, I'm definitely going to have sex before I get married. It doesn't have to be my future husband. It just has to be perfect in the moment. Yeah. And then I got to college and was like, <laughs> maybe. Okay, mm-hmm. let's broaden this playing field a little. <laughs> like okay doesn't have to be perfect but I really should like him and be dating him for a long time right and then after that it was like okay it can be a one night stand (laughs) but only if it's like oh god we bump into each other in Paris (laughs) right 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 it's gotta be great and then and then I just pretty much stopped trying was like whatever this is not my priority (laughs) anymore But still, just the, like, those moments where you're thinking, like, okay, I've met this person in a bar, Mm -hmm. and they're, okay, they seem like they're kind of into it, and then just that moment where I'd be like, no, not you, no, not you, definitely not you. Totally. Yeah, it's terrifying. Run away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember feeling that, like, so acutely as well, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had these... (laughs) He's funny, like the guy that I, the first guy I gave head to out here. Right. He was quite a bit older than I was. And so we started dating and we got, became like official within like a week because I needed it. Right. Right. And then I had this whole image that like he had to get a really nice hotel and like, <laughs> we were gonna go to this like nice hotel in Malibu or like you know right. whatever and like, I'm, I'm fucking at candles. the Roosevelt or nowhere <laughs> there would be candles and like the guy that I ended up like having sex with the first time there I think we did light a candle which is very fucking oh. funny he's, he's terrible but like oh, sure yeah but like in the moment I was like oh, I got a candle <laughs> I did I got a candle you know um, I remember I had a moment where I was on a date, but I wasn't sure if it was a date. You know, <laughs> yeah, how that yeah, those, happens. Uh-huh. And it was it was getting close to eleven, and I had had several old fashions, and I was like, okay, we we're reaching terminal velocity. Like, I'm either going if I have one more, I'm going to have sex with this person probably on this table (laughs) or I can run away (laughs) and I was like uh what time is it and he goes oh it's 10 59 and I went I gotta go (laughs) and he's like what and I was like I went I I gotta I have to leave and he's like but but do you wanna and I just went no nothing good happens after 11 (laughs) And I ran for like 10 feet. And then I ran back and was like, was this a date? (laughs) And he was like, what? I was like, I just, I don't know. I just want to make sure. Was this a date? And he was like, yeah, yeah, this is a date. I was like, cool, bye. And I ran all the way home. 
I lived in the neighborhood, so it wasn't that far. But like, I sprinted. I was so afraid of the possibility mm-hmm. of having sex that night. Yeah, that I was like, I will remove myself from this situation in a violently fast <laughs> way. Like the the pressure. Yeah, the pressure. It's a lot. Was a lot, and it wasn't that it wasn't going to be perfect. It was that it was actually going to happen. Interesting. Do you still feel that pressure? Some. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely, because I still haven't. Right. <laughs> totally. But um, less than I did. Like, I I just hook, kind of hooked up with someone for the first time in a did long Did you dissociate? Time. I was going to say that. Have you had non-dissociative I, episodes? <laughs> I was excited how much I wasn't. How present dis- you were. Yeah, I was, like, actually present. And that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is nice. This Aww. is great. And then that moment where I was like, I think we're about to have sex. <laughs> and then I was like, how did this happen? Because, like, <laughs> like, oh, boy. <laughs> like I was telling you earlier, yeah. um, our first two dates we didn't touch. And then the <laughs> third date, I was like, I just want to make sure he's into me. So um, so I hit the Nas from Fast and Furious, and then suddenly my car just shot forward like 800 feet, and suddenly we're like... Into his mouth. Yeah, basically. You're just like, oh, we are not wearing clothes. We are naked, pretty much. We were just hanging out like 20 minutes ago. This is crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, during our makeout session, I... <laughs> The couch separated and I fell <laughs> in between the sectional. Um, it's like, well, that's what cute. else? What? Yeah, <laughs> it is cute. Oh God. So, um, but yeah, the terror remains. But uh, I think it's it's the fear of being afraid. It's like it, it's you having mean like an, the the idea of the thing is worse than the yes. actual thing. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, my expectation. Of being freaked out or disappointed or mm, is interesting, yeah, has a tendency to stop me from pursuing things sometimes because sure. I'm like, well, if I do this and then it doesn't work out, then I will feel shame and sadness. Do you? I wonder, like, as society societal pressure. Mm-hmm. So first of all, the word virginity, I don't like it because it feels it's gross. Yeah. And it feels like we're so defined by like as a woman because mm-hmm. it's defined by penetrative for the most part. Right. Yeah. That like we're defined by if I have a dick inside of me, a penis inside of me, somehow that has changed who I am the next uh, yeah. day. And for a man too, like in a heterosexual, mm-hmm. you know, situation, if you put your dick into a vagina, then somehow you are changed too. Yeah. And and so I, and I never thought about that before. This is like a new thing, but I'm curious, like, mm-hmm. how does that label, because there's a lot of connotation to it and a little right. bit of stigma perhaps that I'm wondering, like, has that influenced you at all? Like, you seem pretty open about it, but. I, I am, but I haven't told the sky that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. yeah like because we were kind of getting up to the point where I was like oh boy thing is gonna happen yeah (laughs) and I like but then we were in the thick of it Mm -hmm. you know it it's (laughs) yeah it's like when like oh shit oh uh, this is probably bad timing 
So I kind of tried to be like, P.S. <laughs> you know, like we've we've already been hooking up pretty hardcore, and just be just kind of being like, by the way, <laughs> um. So I don't have, like, the most amount of experience. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, good. And he was like, okay. I'm like, yeah. So, like, like some verbal affirmation. <laughs> like, let me know if things are going well. Because I'm kind of oh, that's really figuring good, some stuff out. And he was just like, okay. But, I mean, the second... Uh, a man's penis is being touched. He's not going to be like, yes, wonderful. I've got notes. <laughs> you know? So I was like, I, as far as I know, things are going well. Not super sure. But that's like the closest that I've, because the, the last guy that I kind of, I went on three dates with and then he broke up with me outside of a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> like, it's like he didn't break up with me because we weren't dating. Right. He just was like, I would like to not do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to invite you to never speak to me again. <laughs> I was like, fair, fair enough. And then he cried and was like, what's happening? <laughs> but um, nice guy. I don't know. Probably going through some stuff. But like I had told him. OK. Explicitly. What? But we were really drunk when I told him. I was just like, by the way, uh, I've never had sex. And he's like, what? I'm like, No. Like, this isn't a bit. This is <laughs> this is real. Got it. Yeah. And then I panicked a tiny bit. And then I, oh, we were really drunk. I don't think I cried. <laughs> I might have cried a tiny bit. It might have been like, you know, the fear. Because <laughs> it's, and then it builds up. And uh -huh. then suddenly you're just staring at someone. And it's clear that you're about to cry, but you're smiling. You're like, <laughs> like grinning. Like everything's there's so much fine. tension. Yeah. And yeah. you're you're just like, you're a guitar string. Yeah. If someone plucks you too hard, you're just going to go. <laughs> and like, I can slice someone's finger off. Um, and so he was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, we hooked up some and then sort of called it, you know, pump the brakes. And... Uh, and then he didn't want to see me again. Mm. And so part of me was like, well, I wonder if that has something to do with it. And I think it did. Yeah. I think he felt a certain pressure. Right. I mean, right. and I experienced this too when like, because it does feel like, like, well, I think there's a fear that somehow you'll fall in love with them, right? Yeah. That, like, you'll, they'll, you'll think that they're the one, whatever. Yeah, like, he'll wake up and my father will be there and be like, <laughs> here's a dowry box. Now take it. Here's a goat. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I I totally understand that. And I think what I also think is interesting, too, though, because you've had, in, like, interactions mm -hmm. with self-pleasure still right Definitely. and also within sort of like the bdsm community of yeah like that kind of experience yes which is fascinating like yeah to me a, a big part of sex was always um it sounds weird to say intellectual but like i i just i understood what it was mm -hmm. And I started masturbating when I was, like, really little because uh, I was playing Cowboys and Indians, which is no longer an acceptable 
term. Sure. But when you're little, you know, you're like cowboys and Indians, Mm -hmm. um, where we were like, my brother was on one couch and I was on the other couch and we were riding our horses. The people (laughs) listening can't see that I'm doing air quotes. quotes. I am. (laughs) And we were doing that. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) This feels good. I really like riding this horse. (laughs) And... And then we just suggest more and more often, like, we should play Cowboys and Indians. <laughs> um, and then kind of figuring out, it was like part of me knew that it was supposed to be like a secret experience. Mm. And so I was like, hee this is just for me. And then my mom caught me once. And then I was horrified and like the shame. And then I was like, okay, this is bad. Mm. And then I just kept doing it because it was like, whatever. Yeah, it feels too good. Fine. Yeah. If I get all A's <laughs> and I never talk back to my parents and I do my homework and I do the dishes, I can do this thing. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Yeah. And and then the internet happened. Oh, the internet. Oh, the internet. Um, when we first got a computer, I think I was like 12. So it was right around the time of watching my counselor get crucified (laughs) (laughs) and like the first thing I looked up was like IMDB and then the second thing I looked up was murder and then the third thing I looked up I was like I didn't want to look at porn because I was too smart for that it was like my parents will somehow know so what I found was Cosmo like Cosmopolitan magazine and they had sex tips and they would have little cartoons. And I that was my porn. Oh, I would look funny. at these little cartoons in these insane sexual positions. Yeah. And then I discovered messaging like AIM and chat rooms. And I was like, what's this about? And I found one um, that was basically online role playing, which just for those listening at home. Basically, you create a character and then you write as that character and then other people who are in the chat room will respond as a different character and you interact with them. That's how I started writing. It was Buffy role playing, online role playing. And I was Willow. I was always Willow. I was total Willow. (laughs) Um, But basically, you know, when you're really little, it was like Willow. And then colon colon walks into bar because that's the action. Mm. Colon colon in quotations. Hey, Buffy. Easy peasy. And then I found this role playing room um, that was basically BDSM. And I was really young. Whoa. And I was like, what's this? And it was called <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was called <laughs> Unclaimed Market. Where, okay, it's, like, really dark. Um, But they, it was, like, a mixture of, like, people pretending to be buying and selling people. And I was, like, noise. (laughs) And there was something about it that I was, like, I was so captivated by the idea of, like, ownership. Mm. Or someone telling me what to do. Or, like being in full control of me Mm -hmm. and I was like okay interesting so I started writing in this room having never had sex (laughs) having never watched porn 
I, I started doing these things and then writing in other communities. And I probably wrote my first sex scene when I was 13. Oh, my gosh. And like really got into it, even though I didn't fully know what some of it meant. Sure. It was like, what's a clit? <laughs> I better look that up. <laughs> Thank God you know, it's the Internet. And so I just like from a really young age. I knew that I was interested in that kind of stuff, even before I had a full concept of what it was. Like really little um, Aladdin. (laughs) I went to this place called Circus Capers with this boy, and we were probably nine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's play Aladdin. And he was like, cool, I'll be Aladdin. And I went, no, (laughs) you're going to be Jafar. And I'm Jasmine, and you have to chase me and catch me and then tie me up and throw me in your dungeon and torture me. And he was like, can I just be Aladdin? And I was like, no. You have to be Jafar, and, like, you really have to scare me. And so I might have traumatized this child, but he did it. Like, we went full out. He just chased me around fucking tackled me. Oh, my God. I was like holding my hand, like my hands above my head. And I was just like, yes. So like that shit's there for some people <laughs> from, from like day one. Yeah. And that was it for me. But because I hadn't had sex. Yeah. I had like hardly even made out with people. I it's like I knew that it was real. But because I had never participated in it other than writing about it part of me was like what if what if I'm a faker like what if it's not real what if I'm in love with an idea Mm. of bondage or this kind of stuff yeah uh which is why I did volunteer when I went to bar sinister yeah for the first time but and it wasn't Mm. what you thought it was gonna be it was everything and more and I it was that moment where honestly for the first time in like really in my sexual life I felt validated because it was just like I left my body in a good way yeah instead of disassociating and being like I don't like what's happening to me or I'm uncomfortable or I wish this was I wish this was over yeah I like ascended to a higher plane and I do masturbate like daily daily yeah and at this point, I don't know if it's because I'm horny or if I just need serotonin. <laughs> so I just like, it's constant. My God. But I didn't masturbate for like three weeks after. So I was like, up. I don't need it. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I think there's something really powerful about like giving yourself something that you've always wanted and like fully to completion. To, yeah. In terms of the act, like I yeah. don't even mean like uh, having an orgasm or anything, but like, yeah. I think as I've explored more asking for something and then receiving it fully Mm -hmm. is a big deal. Yeah. And it feels awesome. And I had wanted to go to Bar Sinister since high school. That was before I knew I was going to move to L.A. I was looking up like L.A. and stuff because, you know, I was like, what if I move there? Yeah. And like vampire culture and, you know, goth shit, even though I'm not, I, I never identified as, like, a goth. I never wore that stuff. Yeah. But I was obsessed with, yeah. like, any book in Rice Ever Road. I was just like, oh, <laughs> gay vampires. I love it. 
Um, but I found Bar Sinister online years before I moved to LA and was like, one of these days, I'm going to go there. <laughs> and then I moved here and was like, maybe I should go. And I got freaked out. Sure. I was like, oh, God, what if I go there and I get, what if it's like the weird club from Blade and blood comes down from the ceiling and then they try to eat me? Or like, what if I go and I get kidnapped? Because I didn't want to go with anyone else because I wasn't really comfortable talking about these proclivities. Yeah. And then a friend Mm -hmm. was like, have you ever heard of this? And I was just like, what? Do you want to go? (laughs) can we go and she's like oh you're into this well yes yes i think i may be (laughs) and and she went with me and was so supportive of me when i like volunteered to be publicly flogged and then it was like well this is the best thing that i've ever done i would like to do this more often thank you but like no the validation of being like yeah this is something that i i always knew that i liked but then doing it and being like that was right. Yeah. 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 It's like huge. Well, I'm super excited. I would like to do a follow up when you eventually have sex. Because <laughs> oh, it's totally. going to happen at some time. Oh, my um, God. Has it been a full hour? Soon. Yeah. I have said so much weird shit. You've said amazing <laughs> stuff. It's been so funny. Uh, oh. Where can people find you? Uh, oh, God. I never remember my handle. <laughs> okay. It's. Uh, no. Okay. Instagram is at kiss my Cassie K. <laughs> and i have a twitter that i'm not good at that is similar (laughs) i think it's at kiss my cassie okay cool i'm not sure you're (laughs) hilarious you have so many things coming up people are gonna see your work in a really really big way i'm excited um but thank thank you for sharing and being here this is (laughs) such a delight i absolutely adore you Uh, there's so much weird shit (laughs) i I feel like we're scratching the surface i know we really are i know and now it like flies by well i love you thank Thank you you so much for having me thank you We did it. <laughs> we did it. Cassie. I love her. She's Who great. doesn't She's love so her funny. after listening to that? Yeah. She's so funny. Guys, follow her. Um, she's amazing. She's about to, like, blow up. Yeah, I can um, see that for sure. Yeah. Uh, please follow us at Finding My Yum Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I also got somebody who reached out and tried to tag us on Twitter and... Uh, it's coming. It's a goal for the coming new year. So get excited for that. I believe in us. Uh, send us an email. At findingmyyum at gmail.com. Yeah. And then rate us. Review us. Five stars. Subscribe. Share with your friends. Tell everyone. <laughs> or just the people that you think are cool. We don't, we only like cool people <laughs> we listeners. Only like, so. We only like exclusive. super cool party people exactly. here. I've been watching a lot of friends. Yeah. I don't actually know if that's from friends. I don't know. Never watched. Oh, that's from Gilmore Girls. All right. Have a good one.